Here's a message from Ken Lavica. All eyes on week one of the NFL season, and I have a horrified admission to make. I'm not feeling great about the Dolphins. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I know I'm running the risk of me being called a phony. Me being told that I don't have the faith or the fortitude. But I can't. This is going to come off as, well, shaky, okay? But I am purely starting today's show, Theo, off of a vibes check. I, I've i never done this before. This is uncharted territory. You've been hanging out with Stone too much. I... It could be the youth element of this show, but over the last couple of months, I've been introduced to decisions and and feels and and vibes. And I got to be honest. And and I know I'm gonna. Oh, Ken, Ken is 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 talking about vibes mm-hmm. on a top fifty radio market midday radio show. Vibes. Mm-hmm. He's going vibes. But as I've said before, and you haven't heard it, I'll say it again. If you don't like it, you get your own radio show. I am starting today's show with vibes. And the Dolphins' vibes, Theo, are awful. I mean, just unimaginably awful. I mean, from the first second of camp with Jalen Ramsey going down to the preseason ending with, with, with Daywood Davis laying motionless on the turf in Jacksonville and Mike McDaniel at the podium after the game that was suspended early in tears, there have been... No real good positive things with Dolphins training camp. I understand the expectations, but maybe that's why the vibes feel so bad. And I I feel as if we're running the risk of the Dolphins starting a journey where they're the most disappointing team in the NFL. Come on. I mean, are you hearing yourself right now? Because I feel like it was just a week and a half ago you were arguing me that you have the best defense in the league. uh, Not in the league, in the AFC East. Hashtag Vic Fangio. (laughs) Don't forget so, that. So just a week and a half ago, you're riding the high of you guys have the best defense in the league. Mm. Uh, you guys are, or, I'm sorry, the, in the division, which also has the Jets defense, the Patriots. Like, if you're going to be the best in the AFC East, you might as well say you're the best in the league. And now you're 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 checking vibes because of a couple of injuries that that the season's over. You don't want to peak too early. I, I I'm not saying the season's over, but what I'm saying, we're at least running the risk here. The Dolphins are running the risk of starting down that path mm. of being the most disappointing team in the NFL in 2023. Could you, Stone, real quick, could you pull up some NFL over-unders just for a moment, uh, get into your degenerate mindset, and just give me a little over-under. Now, I'm not used to the Dolphins having the expectation that they have. And now Ryan Clark on ESPN, who got called out by Tua, now all of a sudden he's on the Dolphins bandwagon. Tua shamed him <laughs> in a positive talk on ESPN. Um, Ryan Clark is saying that the Dolphins are a Jonathan Taylor away from being uns- 
unstoppable uh, in acquisition of Jonathan Taylor away from AFC champions. Now, all of that sounds great, but when you have an offseason, a training camp, forget offseason, a training camp that has consisted of Jalen Ramsey getting hurt on the first day of training camp. We're not going to see him until Thanksgiving time. Xavier Howard, a third lawsuit faced in the span of one calendar year. Again, he has two more lawsuits than interceptions over the span of the last calendar year. That's problematic in my world. Uh, then you have, according to the Miami Herald, uh, Christian Wilkins, their best defensive lineman, mm. Not offered an extension, not offered a new contract because the Dolphins are trying to say his numbers aren't good enough. His tangible numbers aren't good enough to get what he's asking for. Like for me, if a general manager, if Chris Greer is going off of straight up box scores Mm. and not off of how disruptive a defensive lineman is, I can do the Dolphins GM job. I can look at a box score, too. I can tabulate numbers, too. That's not good GMing in my world. And so now you have your best defensive lineman one foot out the door Mm. a week and a half before the season starts. And, oh, yeah, Daywood Davis uh, motionless on the turf. Teron Armstead. Teron Armstead? Yeah. Who I've been calling Teron Armstead (laughs) because I whitewash everyone's name. (laughs) Again, I apologize to Teron Armstead and his family. Yeah. Um, But, but... It, th- there's nothing good feeling about this. <laughs> I wish I could come here and say, hey, sunshine, rainbows, puppies, Dolphins fans, let's go. But the whole thing has sucked. The whole thing. I, since the start of training camp. I, I know that things are bad right now, right? I know that things feel a little shaky. But wouldn't you rather this now? Wouldn't you rather this in the preseason? Like, you guys still have a chance to make some runs. You still got Tua upright. He's falling correctly. You've seen all the video That's highlights. The but the most positive part of the yeah. preseason has been, oh, look at Tua's chin tuck. Check it out. I that mean, uh, I, the, the, the MMA training's really helped. Come on, he man. He falls like a real human being now. Like if that's what I am holding on to, Stone, if that's what I'm holding on to as the crowning achievement of the preseason, that Tua falls good, that's not great. No, it's not great at all. And I think uh, Theo, we can call him out maybe for hedging his bets. That's I, that's what this is. I think maybe that's what this is, right? Yeah. Week three, week four, if we're one and three or two and two, and Ken gets to say, you know what? I, I knew it. it. Yeah. I had a bad feeling before this started. You guys remember? Or he gets to call himself out and say, I was wrong when they're four and oh, five and oh. So Listen, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm not trying do. to pull some play here. You're I hope I'm wrong. But deep inside my intestines, both large and small, it doesn't feel good. I'm not getting the good tingles in my nether regions. Mm. I'm getting that. I'm getting that 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 hollow feeling. Yeah. That ooh, something's churning, and it's not good when I think about the dolphins. That type of feeling in my nether regions. What are the what is the over under for for the dolphins? Because maybe it's just me getting caught up in the expectation, and I I haven't fully brought myself to believe that Mike McDaniel and company can do this. So what's the over under? Win total per CBS Sports nine and a half for the Miami Dolphins over under. What you taking? Money on the line here. If if they're all hurt, if if Teron Armstead (laughs) can't protect Tua, Mm. and Tua, no matter how good he falls now, oh, so great, man! And I still, as I said Friday, hold him at a single 
a single numeral percentage chance of playing all 17 games for the Dolphins this year mm-hmm. because, good God, that's another issue to feel concerned about. Mike White, Skylar Thompson, even combined, they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Actually, tell forget me. Forget what you've done this as an individual. Combined, if they combined like a Power Ranger, they'd be terrible. You posed the same question to Mike Tannenbaum. Tell Theo what number he gave to a, talking about so, a, a chance so, to finish I'd the season. I'd love to hear Mike this Mike Tannenbaum, one. our NFL insider, former Jets GM oh, and Dolphins wait. boss here uh, Fridays on Ken LeVick Alive. I asked him, what percentage chance would you give to a Tonga Vailoa to play 17 games this year? And he gave under 50%. I think he said less than 40. Or No, he said less than 50. Okay, he said less, less than, than Because he was trying to be 50. nice. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a national talking he's a nice guy. Like, I get it. I understand. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to. It was coming off of Ryan Clark getting into a war of words with uh, with Mighty Tua Tonga Vailoa. Uh, but, but he, sub 50%. Me? I said single percentage, single numeral percentage chance. Like six. I've seen this story. Yeah. I've seen this story. If we can get 14 games out of Tua, that's a win. But I don't know if that's going to happen. And then... You've got Tyreek Hill, who's talking about how he game plans on Madden. And today, Antonio Brown went after Ryan Clark on Twitter. And, and, and Ty, Tyreek Hill is defending Antonio Brown. Anytime you do that, it's bad vibes. Yeah. That's not good. Defending Antonio Brown is a tough, tough task in 2023. So I just, I don't feel good. I don't, I don't, I don't feel good. And I feel like the Dolphins are teetering on being perhaps the most disappointing NFL team in 2023. I hope I'm wrong, but nothing feels good. The vibe check is bad Mm. coming out of training camp. Which NFL team will be most disappointing in 2023? Which NFL team will be most disappointing in 2023? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Like Stone, quite literally, the best part of the preseason for the Dolphins was Tua responding to Ryan Clark. Again, let's just relive it because it's worth me reliving for my sanity because this was the only thing where I said to myself, oh, hell yeah. Like There's some, there's some grit. <laughs> there's, there's some life from the Dolphins. So here's, here was Ryan Clark. This was NFL Live. This was ESPN, but it was Ryan Clark. And it wasn't that he was calling Tua thick. Yeah. We all said Tua's thick. Yeah, been thick. Uh, yeah, he's, he's been thick, and now he's thicker. That's good. I like my quarterbacks thick. You like your quarterbacks like, like you like, like my your... Man, my, yeah, or, sorry. Yeah. Women. <laughs> um, so, so, so it was, it, was, it, was Tua, it was Ryan Clark calling out Tua, insinuating that he hadn't been doing the right things in the mm. offseason. This was Ryan Clark uh, with his NFL Live Giggle Fest on ESPN. Today, 5 for 7, 61 yards, and an interception. So a rocky start to the game for Tua right there. Tua even got them tats. Yeah, he did. He did. Tua said, okay. sleeve. Y'all, y'all sleeve. think I'm bad because uh, I've been hurt. I ain't tough. I'm going to tell you, tell you what he tatted. wasn't doing. He wasn't in the gym. <laughs> he wasn't. Wow. I bet you that. Come on, he, man. He, he wasn't with me. He, he might have spent a lot of time in the tattoo parlor. He was not at the dinner table <laughs> eating what the nutritionist had advised. <laughs> he looked happy. And then there was Tua's response. Tua wasn't, well, happy. Uh, Tua, I still think Stone, he, he challenged him to a, 
to a fight. Yeah, you know? he, he kind of did. Like, did he? Did it, let's listen to it real quick, because again, I maintain that he sort of challenged Ryan Clark to a to a whole fight. Here's here's to his response. Not the league for some time, so I, I don't, I don't know. It, it's a little it's a little weird when other people are talking about other people when they're not that person. So I know it's just a little, just a little weird. I come back. I, I like my background is. Like, I, I come from a Samoan family, like, respect is everything, but, you know, does get to a point where, hey, you know, little easy on that, buddy, because, you know, we <laughs> buddy. think we're, we're pretty tough-minded people, and uh, if we need to get scrappy, we can get scrappy, too. Just saying. Uh, that was the fight. Yes. He challenged you to a fight. I mean, I think we all worked hard throughout the offseason, um, and I'm not someone to talk about myself the entire time but I mean it takes a lot you think you think I wanted to to build all this muscle like not to some extent like I I wanted to you know I wanted to be a little lighter there's I know there's a mixture of things that people don't understand that people don't know about that are talked about that go behind the scenes so you know I'd appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. That's what I'd say. I just that was Tua standing up for himself, and this guy takes more abuse than anybody in the NFL for reasons still that I'll never fully comprehend. A bad offensive line. Uh, yeah, but 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 Tua, <laughs> but Tua gets just gets crushed from the outside, and he's sick of it now. That right there is what I hung on to this whole training camp. Like there we go, like, yeah. Tua. That's that's good stuff. At least. Uh, it, 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 it's not the most forceful thing you'll ever hear out of an NFL player trying to defend himself. Very but polite. For Tua, that was more like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed, which I think hurts a little more. Mm. Um, but it was Tua showing like, enough, like enough, standing up for himself. I like that. But that's one of the singular only good things that happened in camp. And that's why I feel like the Dolphins are in line to maybe be the most disappointing team in the NFL. Not because Mike McDaniel's a bad coach, not because Tua can't do it. But because this is, does not have this, this roster doesn't have depth. Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator, hashtag Vic Fangio, he's been talking about it from the start. Like, oh, I don't love the depth. I don't love the depth. Now you're your best defensive lineman. You can't come to terms with him. Mm. You go in and and re up with uh, with Zach Siler instead. And so for me, I just don't know where the good promising uh, silver lining is from this training camp. And it very easily could extend into the season. And I think what makes it even worse is that you've got the Dolphins. Every day's been... And then you look at Hard Knocks, and it's a utopia love fest up there at the Jets facility. Aaron Rodgers can do no wrong. He's like football Christ at this point. Because he's the executive producer of Hard Knocks. What do you, he's, he's painting the pictures here. Don't believe the hype over there. That's what That was going to be my team that I was going to pick to be most disappointing. And you're leaning in on that stuff? Well, good Lord, I would celebrate that. Which NFL team will be most disappointing in 2023? I am unfortunately seeing some red flags with the Dolphins. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now, the Jets I can get on board with. Yeah. because that, But that's hope analysis. That's me. We talk about hope analysis where you put it out there just because you're hoping that the universe will take it there you go. and make it so. That's what I'd be doing if I was like, hell yeah, Theo, you're on to something. Because everything about the Jets right now suggests to me that they all love one another. It's like Woodstock 69. Meanwhile, the Dolphins, for me, are that one Woodstock where everything caught on fire. Have you ever heard of the honeymoon phase? Yes. Um, 
I feel like that's what the Jets are living in right now, and Hard Knocks is capturing every moment of it. But like, if things are gonna change. Dude, there's passion there. There's passion. There's love. They love each other. They think Aaron Rodgers is the second coming. They're laying on carpets. They've got. Uh, they've got. They've got fireplaces. Yeah. Like they love each other. It's all fine and dandy until that gauntlet of a schedule in the first six weeks hit, and the Jets start off two and five. <laughs> And then Aaron Rodgers has to go up to the podium and answer all of those questions. You already know it. You know exactly how this is going to go. Aaron Rodgers, because none of these results matter right now, and because it's the introduction of Aaron Rodgers, he's the savior of the franchise. He's the Tom Brady to the Bucks style of uh, implant this offseason. It's all fun and games right now. But once the schedule starts hitting and that offensive line isn't saving his tail and he's throwing the ball up to guys like Alan Lazard and they're not coming down with it, I don't think it's going to be as sweet. And don't they have what's their win total? Uh, nine and a half as well. I believe it is it's nine the and same, a half. Yeah, it's the same as the Dolphins. They got like the seven shortest odds to win the Super Bowl. If we're talking about expectations versus versus what they're really going to do on the field, I have no faith that this Jets team, because they brought in Aaron Rodgers and this Dalvin Cook, and they're creating this new super team. The last time I saw a super team get created in Philadelphia, it didn't end so well. I'm just saying, most disappointing, especially after hard knocks hype. In a division with the Dolphins and the Bills and the Patriots, can't you just see this thing going totally awry and Aaron Rodgers having a couple press conference moments? I absolutely can. That said, at this moment, as we sit at 12.17 p.m. Eastern Time on, oh God, what day is it? August 28th, 2023, the Jets have had one of the most sing-songy, utopia training camps I've ever seen. They're peaking. Like they it's li- they're literally sitting there at practice and like feeding each other cake <laughs> and 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 little finger foods. Like they they love each other up there. I've never seen anything like it. They're peaking too early, Ken. Like this this is re- exactly why I'm telling you they're going to be the most disappointing team. Not only is it because Stone Lebano is, is going to break his heart when he sees Aaron Rodgers go out there and fail in New York, but also they're peaking too early. I'd rather be the Dolphins right now where you have all these issues up front, you work them out, you start peaking later in the season, and maybe you make a playoff run. They're peaking in the preseason, and when the games start counting, what's, the, what's their schedule? They start with the Bills. They start with the Bills at home. Then they go to the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, I, I don't. That, that's, one of, that's the best defense in the league. Uh, aside, aside from your Dolphins roster, which are on paper apparently. They, is, they is, host the Patriots. That's maybe three and over, two and one at that point. They've got the Chiefs. Yeah, that's a loss. Okay. Come on. Uh, Chiefs Kingdom, baby. Again, uh, congratulations going on year two of your, uh, yes. your Chiefs <laughs> of my fandom. Chiefs journey. You know, I right. love every second of uh, it. And then the Jets are at the Broncos. Broncos uh, country, let's ride. And then know. the Eagles go to all their toughest games, though, are at home in the first seven weeks of the season. This arbitrary seven-game sample size yeah. that you've given to the Jets at 2-5 and five to start the year. That's a 2-5 and five schedule right there. They'll beat the Broncos, and they'll maybe beat the Patriots. Theo, how much? How many points are the Buffalo Bills favored by in Monday night's matchup? Um, uh, just off the top of your head, if you had to, if you had to say, and they're on the road, I would say it's probably at you know, it's probably even. It's not even. It's Bills minus two, so pretty close. Okay, I thought yeah. you were going to go Bills by touchdown. No, maybe, no, I, so. I, this line's pretty low. It's the Why would Theo go it's Bills the by a touchdown? Yeah, that's, that'll be that would be for dumb people. I, I know, I know. I, I, just, I just thought Theo was going to kind of go. I was actually really disrespectful, Theo. I'd, I'd be offended. Disres- I'm disrespected yeah. right now. So. I didn't know. If, uh, you could have gone five. Five could have been a little juicier <laughs> than two. A couple of points is something that I think tells a lot. I don't know. Don't be so excited. Don't be. Don't be so confident going into Monday night. I'm just. They're at home and they're and they're dogs to the Bills. Yeah. Yeah, you they're know, at home and they're dogs to the Bills. 
and they're already peaking right now. When they get blown out by the Bills. You're going to see stats of Aaron Rodgers, his record as a home dog, and it's going to be probably ridiculous, probably something like 17-2, and two, something to get me going, something to get Jets people. What's his playoff going. record? I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> which, uh, which NFL team will be most disappointed in 2023? That also suggests to me this question. Uh, what would be better for me? The Jets having a disappointing regular season or making it to the postseason and Aaron Rodgers does his normal playoff stuff. Which would be more satisfying to Petty me? That's now, tough. that is the question. Because you want them to care. You want them to be holding on to every single moment thinking they have a chance and then you strip it away from Right, them. right. The and then the bottom falls out. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, which NFL team will be most disappointed in 2023? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. 888 760 Three seven seven six. By the way, that comment I made about the the Jets at practice feeding one another cake, uh, I find it not scintillating and or sexy at all to be fed by someone else's hand. Mm, not not big on that. Not big on that. Like it happens. I just don't see it as sexy. Has Jess has Jess ever has Jess ever fed you some sort of dessert in probably, a sensual way like that? Probably a couple times a week. Uh, I'd say it happens. But like, <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? I mean, you it's get not often fed. It's just not like, like a dessert or like a piece of frozen pizza you're eating at like eleven thirty at night on the couch. It's a little mix of both, but it's not like here, it, it's baby. Every here's single some sausage. Here's here's a piece of sausage. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever she has. Like mm. I'll just be eating whatever I have, and if I want one of what she has, she she just reaches on over. Not a big, even if you're Plop. that person's lover, not yeah. a big eating out of someone's fingers person. I don't like, you know what I don't like when somebody tries to like scoop, because you know, my fiance will do it every now and then too, yeah. where she scoops some food in a spoon or a fork and then tries, tries to feed to, you like you're a baby. And then I have to like, I have to decide, do I let her go all right. the way? Or do, do you I grab the spoon? 50, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So for me, I just <laughs> yeah, grab the spoon. Yeah. I don't want to be fed like an I don't infant be fed. either. I don't yeah. like that. And also, like, wow. going 80-20 on some food just feels a little weird. I know that's like the hitch rule. You go 80-20 on the kiss. And that's supposed to be meeting them in a, like leaning in to take a bite off a fork, just something a little damask in front of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. In front of people too. If it's at home, it's one thing, but if it's at a restaurant and you're like leaning over the table over your meal, you where you try and be fed like an infant, yeah. yeah. Especially if it's pasta and it's like hanging down, and then the chin gets involved, <laughs> it's all bad. Yeah, it's just the whole thing is wow. bad. But Stone Which, has no shame with it. Yeah, no, Stone. Stone's None. like, oh, please feed me. He's like a baby bird. Which NFL team will be most disappointed in 2023? And do you like being fed by hand? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I can't even wait where this is going to go because it's no way, there's no way it's the Jets. And again, the most annoying Gen Z fan in the world is Stone Lebanowitz because he's a fan of individuals and not teams, which means now because of Aaron Rodgers, he's a New York Jets fan, which is the worst thing for my life period and it just so happens I'm forced to spend multiple hours with him every single day so who in God's name would be your most disappointing team who's on track in 2023 this one without any hesitation is the New England Patriots right seven and a half win total I, I they're gonna start the season out oh and four if you want to pull that schedule up we can that's Philadelphia that's Miami that's the Jets that's Dallas they very well could be oh and four they're gonna get ping-ponged around the AFC East. I don't know who they're going to beat and how they're going to beat. You're going to get passed around. I, I'm so, like, oh my God. <laughs> so five, six, seven weeks into the season, we are going to start running the Bill Belichick headlines. We're going to start mm. asking the questions. We're going to start inviting people on the show who have the know. Wait, is that a bold prediction you're making right now? It. Five, six weeks into the season? Are you, are you saying right now 
that Bill Belichick, week five, week six, will start having discussions about his job security. I will. I'll, I'll definitely go on record in saying that. Because Robert Kraft is going to let something slip, a la Jerry Jones, week six and seven, saying this is not the standard. This is not what we do as the New England Patriots. They're going to be one in five, and we're going to start seeing the New England Patriots haven't started a season one in five since 1995. Like We're going to start getting those thrown around, and then we're going to have to seriously have that conversation with Bill Belichick. I don't think anybody is excited for New England. I don't think Mac Jones is excited. I think Bailey Zappi in a preseason game, having the crowd chant his name oh. and boo Mac Jones doesn't bode well for these boys. You don't like the Juju vibes over there, man? I mean, the, Juju Smith-Schuster, <laughs> your number one wide receiver, also champion. kind of a red flag if, if you really want to look at it like that because Jacoby Myers or whoever they have yeah. around Mac Jones isn't really, uh, really getting it done for me. I but think it's the Pats. Calling for Bill Belichick's job security. Week five or six. That's insane. It's the conversation around his job security. Okay. Obviously, that's going to be handled another way. He's not. He, he, he's the most unremovable coach in the league. Absolutely not removing him, but yeah. we're going to start talking. We're going to talk about is he actually cooked, because I uh, thought he was cooked last year. If, if the Patriots get off to a good start, I don't care how many people tell me he's unremovable. I am going to jump on that train. Take Just, it all the way to Foxborough. Oh my God. I'll be all over that. The bright line reaches the I am farm. not scared. That's right. I'll get on the <laughs> bright line of takes and say, fire that man. His time is done. Are you, uh, so so I, I am I'm trying to be optimistic, but it's hard. Because the Dolphins training camp has been one of the least enjoyable endeavors that I've experienced as a pro football fan in quite some time. And I used to cover the Dolphins in training camp when it's hot and sticky and awful and 14-hour days. That wasn't all that fun once the luster, uh, once well, one, once the luster left and also once the Dolphins started losing and everybody was in a bad mood all the time. Now, as a fan looking at the Dolphins, this has been an objectively terrible, terrible training camp with very little positivity to it. I think they, right now as it stands, could be if the injury situation and the depth doesn't improve the most disappointing team in the NFL in 2023. Uh, the Love Fest up in Jersey with the Jets, Theo says, uh-uh, don't be fooled by it. Come We're on. going to get Aaron Rodgers in all of his conspiracy theorist sensitive form mm -hmm. once things start to tank a bit up there with the Jets. And then Salah, the mighty Salah, will be on the hot seat. And Stone says, the Patriots... Week five or six, we're going to start having conversations about the job security of Bill Belichick. Which NFL team will be the most disappointing in 2023? An AFC East sweep with the three of us here in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. What about you? Which NFL team will be the most disappointing in 2023? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Never disappointed at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today baptist health orthopedic care has offices conveniently located in palm beach county through the florida keys learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho we have the dolphins as well as the jets and the patriots as our three teams in the nfl that could be the most disappointed in 2023 where are you which nfl team most disappointing in 2023 888 
760-3776 and on social media at KLV1063. He's Theodore C. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Just, I, I know I've said this a lot, but we've had two games in the preseason ended with players just laying there on the field. Game suspended early. Like, just enough already. Like, enough already. The preseason, there is nothing good about it. Everything sucks about the preseason. It just, it's too long. It's too pointless. And I know, like, Stone will come up with, oh, you got to see what happens when the bullets fly. You got to see what happens when the lights come on. <laughs> just figure it out. You're paid a lot of money to figure out your roster. Okay? You can scrimmage. You can do all those things. But enough of this preseason crap. These preseason games add absolutely nothing. Uh, nothing. I mean, you get, I mean you, get, you get money at the gate. You know, you get a little bit of hype of football season being Stealing back Stealing people's money at the gate. I know. Stealing it. It's not good product. I think we've all agreed as a nation that preseason football is not a good product and it's not very watchable, but football junkies and coaches and staffs and GM, they they enjoy the preseason because they get to do some evaluation and they get to, like Stone says, it sounds cheesy, but see what's happening when the bullets are flying. That's where, didn't, wasn't Dak Prescott born in the preseason, right? Didn't he have like a show out? Cooper Rush. I mean, I guess it always just happens with backup Cowboys but quarterbacks. If it, if it happens, like Victor Cruz is another example of that. Yeah. But again, like if they're showing out in preseason games, chances are they've been showing out in practices too. <laughs> like it's not like, oh, this guy sucks in practice. Then, oh my God, we got to put him on the team because he played well in three preseason games. I think what somebody would need to do to bring you guys over to the, uh, I'll call it the light side, right, where you guys stand is the dark side against the mm. preseason. We love the preseason over here. I think accumulate a list of players who are going to translate, who have had a good preseason, who are now the people to watch, right? I think it's also a part of fantasy football. Fantasy football, for those guys you draft that are on your bench right now, you're watching them in the preseason score, sending it around to your boys, talk yeah. a little bit. I got to draft Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. I think he's going to get some reps this year in New York. All of the uh, little knickknack stuff that annoys you guys. That's your sleeper right there? Is, it, giving, is that a little stone nugget? A little freebie for you there. <laughs> okay. Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee for the New York Giants. I think that he plays well this season. And he's shined in the preseason, so I think you have a lot of those guys. Which NFL team will be most disappointed in 2023? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Aaron messages the Cowboys. Isn't that that's an evergreen for, tweet? Like yeah. that, yeah. Like that's every year yeah. that the Cowboys are going to be the most disappointing. Like that does nothing for me. Um, I appreciate you weighing in <laughs> on that, but I I firmly believe, by the way, that if you look on the fine print, if you go to the legal departments of ESPN and of Fox, where the contracts live, and you see Stephen A. Smith's contract, and you see Skip Bayless's contract in the fine print. On page 175 of those contracts, there is in fine print, Jerry Jones receives 10.5% of advertising revenue made by First Take and then Fake First Take. What's the name of the show? Undisputed. Undisputed. This guy, this Jerry Jones guy, he he has such a nose for sports content, Yeah, he just fuels 
Stephen A. and Skip with stuff like trading for Trey Lance. Mm. Like every single year, he'll either say something or he'll do something. Like that is going to feed the monster known as first take for the next week and a half until the NFL season starts. Like Jerry Jones is God's gift to sports talkers. I've never seen anything like it. So much so, and it's so regular that he's got to be in on a cut of this. He's getting some of that pot, he's right? He's got to. He has to. Because, of course, the Cowboys would come swooping in out of nowhere <laughs> and go get Trey Lance and bring him into a quarterback room without telling Dak Prescott. And guess who told the world that? Oh, we didn't check with Dak before he we went and got Trey Lance. Jerry Jones. Mm. So even if it doesn't matter, there's inevitably, when I walked into the studio today for the First time I look at our TV, and sure enough, first take. Should Jerry Jones have told Deck about getting Trey Lance? Like this guy is just a content machine; it never ends. And inherently, though, this is why they always end up the most disappointing because they're always the most paid attention to, and then they always show their true colors of just being sort of good enough to get into the playoffs. I wonder too about the Cowboys because I never lived them being good. Like my whole life, they've been bad and disappointing, and and. That's all Cowboys. you've known. That's yeah. what's insane to me. It's crazy. Like, I have to look back on the glory days. Like, I remember, like, last year I got a chance to interview Emmitt Smith, and when I was talking to him, I asked him about the Cowboys of today's, you know, generation, and he's, like, he's, he's smiling near to ear because he knows anything good that comes of Cowboys fans or fate all dates back to when he was toting the rock 30 years ago. So, for me, I, I, is it – is it really just the attention that they get? Like, wh- how are they consistently year after year so bad? Uh, or so ex- the expectations are so high, and then they fail year after year. It's, it can't be the jerseys. I think. Well, I think a lot of people get caught up in the logo and get caught up in Jerry Jones. And if you're of a certain age, you get caught up in Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin and Jay yeah, Novacek, uh, Charles Haley, and all those. There's people. nothing like it in like sports, me. though. No, there's, there's nothing like it in sports. Maybe the Miami Hurricanes, like they're 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 approaching that area yeah. a bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 like, except the Cowboys have at least kind of flirted with winning. Not championships, but flirted Miami with. Miami had the year where yeah, they the, made the, the year. That's championship true. and got smashed on. And- are, are the Canes and Cowboys college football NFL brethren? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Are the Canes and the Cowboys NFL college football disappointment brethren, 888-760-3776. It's a lot of crossover. Like that. It's a lot of crossover, Jimmy I, Johnson. I really kind of like that. Michael Irvin. Yeah, there, there is. Well, at least there's that crossover. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Ireland, uh, Tony naming, Sperano, guys Bill Parcells. Yeah, I'm sure. There, yeah, there's fine. There's enough There's there. a lot of cross, And also just when they were good, when they were popular, when they were quote-unquote America's team right. for the reasons of winning right. was in a similar era. And it hasn't been any times in a, lately, my, most of my life. So. Uh, Lane messages in uh, the Dolphins. Ryan messages in the Dolphins. See, the vibes are bad. The vibes are bad. David, a toss-up between the Raiders and the Niners. Unrealistic expectations for each. Now, do the, the what is the, the over-under for the Raiders and Niners, respectively? Because I'm curious. The, the Niners? Like seven? So the Niners at ten and a half. Now, the Raiders, we will find them. Let me See, scroll down. Even for, if the Niners don't hit the over on the win total, like, don't they get the. And they've handled Trey Lance terribly. Yeah. But don't they get the benefit of the doubt because maybe more than any other team, Kyle Shanahan has cobbled together something resembling or at least close to a championship caliber executing team with 
the least at the quarterback position multiple times now. Yeah. Don't they get the benefit of the doubt? The Niners are going to be good. Like, they have way too much talent on that roster, both sides of the ball. They're going to be good. I think losing D'Amico Ryans might hurt them. But, like, all of those playmakers and Brock Purdy just being competent, just getting the ball in their hands, they're going to be good. Let's not fool ourselves. I think a funny storyline nobody's talking about is what if Brock Purdy's not good? Well, and that's that could be realistic. It could be very realistic. He doesn't got to be. Was Jimmy Garoppolo good? They've got Sam Darnold. It's fine. And I think Sam Darnold, I more so pose the question because we might have to see Sam Darnold at some point during the season. Because we didn't think we were going to see Brock Purdy at any point last year, week one, two, three, four, five, and on. And then we did. We don't have to see Sam Darnold. All right? I just want to tell the the 49er faithful as a former Panthers fan who lived that and thought, you know, that might be a good idea. You don't got to see Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, again, uh, a very, Uh a very, a very... Misunderstood. What are you gonna say, Stone? <laughs> I know well, he's gonna about to go to. What bat are you for gonna him. say? It, it, it's it's along the lines of misunderstood, right? <laughs> I think that this is how it works a lot of the times in the NFL. We talk about a guy like Baker Mayfield having three different coaches in his four years in Cleveland. Uh, right? Here we, we go. The we, Baker excuse machine has started too. Now I know we, where this is headed. We yeah, always. Well, I think it's something that we can defend Baker with. Like it's hard to get in a rhythm. I think for Sam Darnold, I I think Frank Reich was in the mix. You had Matt Rule. Uh, was he along for the ride with Ron Rivera in his last couple years in Carolina? No. I, I, I don't know who recruited Sam, who drafted Adam Sam. Gase. Adam, I mean, yeah, you go you have Adam Gase? through some of these teams in, in New York, and now you find yourself with an actual QB whisperer. I know we're doing this thing with Trey Lance Except right now, when Kyle. it was Trey Lance, right. But, then, then the whispering didn't happen. But Kyle Shanahan's like, you know what? We have a dude who was drafted just as high as Trey Lance was. And this kid's talented. He just never was put in the right position. So we can dog Sam Darnold all we want. If he pulls a Brock Purdy, same time Brock Purdy did last year, it's kumbaya for all the Sam Darnold fans, which I'd imagine there's a, a, a you can count on one hand out there. All the Sam Darnold fans <laughs> out there. Are there Sam Darnold fans out there? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Please show yourself. Yeah. Are you a quote-unquote Sam Darnold fan? 888-760-3776. Hello? Since he left the Jets, I actually have never met a Sam Darnold fan before. I ever. Uh, they're like Sasquatch. I think they went away when he started seeing ghosts against the Patriots. Yeah. I think there, were a, there was a collection of well, them. they became ghosts. And they, yeah, then they realized. Yeah. Uh, uh, before the crowds says it's got to be the Jets' biggest disappointment, right? It feels like Super Bowl or bust with them. I don't know if it's Super Bowl or bust, but I'll repeat it because I've said it before. If it's not the playoffs, if they bust and don't go to the playoffs, so long to Robert Sala. That's that's farewell to Coach Sala. Yeah, I mean, potentially, but also, I mean, what if it's just Aaron Rodgers doesn't live up to the hype? Is that going to be on Sala? I couldn't. I I don't. I, th- I could see a. I can see two versions of this. One where the Jets fail and Salah keeps his job and it's more so on Aaron Rodgers. And then there's the part where maybe this does all work out. Maybe the hunky-dory training camp and HBO Hard Knocks produced by Aaron Rodgers is is forthcoming to what's going to be good. But I don't see Salah losing his job over there. I think Salah loses his job if they don't make the playoffs, especially if it happens in a dramatic fashion where they lose like their final four games of the year. Yeah, yeah. Theo, we we drew this line in the sand uh, maybe uh, a month ago, Ken, where Ken said this is very possible, and Mike Tannenbaum co-signed on it and said it's very likely, right? We did this with was it Eric Mangini and Brett Favre? And Mike Tannenbaum is never wrong, and and he's just, except for when he said Mac Jones was going to be the MVP last year, or when he picks the Los Angeles Chargers to win the Super Bowl every single year. So there's a few <laughs> things here and there, but when when Ken drew the line in the sand, I stand on the other side, Theo. I see this more so if Aaron Rodgers does stink it up. 
Nathaniel Hackett's going to be the fall guy here. I think this one's easy. This one's yeah. already written in stone. If you're Salah, this is why you bring in Nathaniel Hackett. You bring in Aaron's guy, right? The four-time MVP's coach. Yeah, he brought then, in his guy. He brought in his receivers. He brought in his tight ends. He brought in his running backs. So he went, whatever Aaron Rodgers, did he bring in the drugs too? Probably. Uh, yeah. I- ayahuasca, whatever, yeah. whatever he needs is getting brought in. I think ayahuasca's butter. I don't think it's any much more than butter and a few spices here and there. I'm not sure. Not not very. Uh, I'm not sure how that works. Actually, I don't know the uh, the complexities of ayahuasca. I do know that uh, it causes vomiting. I think you just binge hallucinate. You just binge a bunch of butter until it all comes out at both ends. That is just free. Yeah, you're right. There is both ends involved in this yeah. whole thing. Yeah, that is the cleanse. He did that cleanse, and so it was it was. So you guys Juicy. asked me for win totals. I enjoy doing the win totals. Las Vegas Raiders, seven and a half. Seven and a half. That's what you guys posed with, I believe, the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, no, so the Dallas Cowboys had the same as the Miami Dolphins. So I won't ask you, Ken, but I'll ask you, Theo, because I don't think his vote counts in this. Who wins more games, the Cowboys or the Fins? Ooh. I think it's a funny one here. They're both sitting at nine and a half. Both of them at nine and a half, and I think the Cowboys are also in an equally tough division. But I, if I had to put money on it today, I would say the Fins. Okay. Okay. I would say the fans, man, yeah. Travis, I have more faith in their offense. Travis with an interesting question. If Robert Sala gets fired, who will Aaron Rodgers want for his coach? Hmm. So, uh, Hackett? <laughs> I don't that, think Nathaniel Hackett would end up being. I, that's I didn't that's, think Adam Gase would get hired by the Jets after failing with the Dolphins, but it happened in seven seconds. That's on Woody, right? That's on Woody. And if he wants to promote Nathaniel Hackett, I don't see that happening. I can see this being like a Josh McDaniels, I, I, somebody coming – from I, Vegas after a bad year. Hey, come on over here. Bring you, get yourself a real quarterback. I, I, I don't know the answer to that question, though. That's a great question, Travis. I really, really like that. I really like that, actually. I, 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 w- could it have been the Sean Payton stop if Sean Payton didn't go a year early to the Broncos? Like, could you see Sean Payton leading Aaron Rodgers? Or is that too many? Those are two huge egos. Yeah, I don't think it works out colliding. that way. Like the, the, the Nathaniel Hackett thing works. Yeah. Uh, well, the solid things, thing works because he doesn't have any offensive yeah. uh, ability, uh, knowledge. Okay, so yeah. good. But then Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers just owns him. He loves him, and he does own him. That's because Aaron Rodgers owns him. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Nathaniel, can I do this? And Nathaniel's like, yes, sir. <laughs> That's at least how I envision that relationship That is his going. boy. He got him yeah. a job, so hey. Yeah. Uh, which NFL team will be most disappointed in 2023? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And again, social media, at KLV1063. Michael messages in the Cardinals. What expectations are there for the Cardinals? Most dis- Yes, the, the problem I, with that statement. I forget the over-under. I, I feel like they like nobody cares. Four. It's got to be like four or five. Like the Cardinals can't disappoint because they – they are. They're there's no mid. expectation. Yeah, they're, they're they're not bad, but they're mid. No, they're, no, they're bad. They're the worst team in the league. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals win total for CBS Sports four and a half games. Yeah, four you can't. And a half is you crazy. can't over under four and a half and have <laughs> it, it be a disappointment in any way. They could go one in sixteen, and it would be like, oh well, that's what we thought. It's exactly. They're going to get in the, the neighborhood, first pick, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, they're just bad, bad, bad. Do you want to know? Uh, just take a guess at why I'm laughing. Who would be right above them with a six and a half win total? Just, just, just. The Bears? Think of think of teams down there. No way. No, not the Bears. Not the Bears. Packers? It's Baker Mayfield and the Tim. Oh, Buccaneers. the Buccaneers. They're, I forgot. They're right above the Cardinals. And so. the only reason why they're that high above is because they're in the NFC South and, and, and that division stinks. <laughs> and they have a defense. Yeah, kind of. Defense. Kind of a defense. Which NFL team will be most disappointed in 2023? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. When we return... The death 
of a legend, and he was your pal when you were homesick from school. We pay homage to the great Bob Barker when we come back. He's Theodore, CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. Andy messages in the most disappointed NFL team in 2023 will be Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I think it deserves this. I'm gonna re. I'm gonna represent this. Could you give me a little, uh, little rim shot? Like, like, yeah, like a little, <laughs> little, little like drum action here. Like, like a drum so, roll? No, like no. a like a rim shot. But a, like a rim shot. You didn't uh, know what that was called? I thought it was a missed basketball shot. No. I apologize there. But yeah, I'm Not ready to be to confused go. with yeah. a with a what? Nothing. I was go. Oh, I hear. <laughs> I tell you, it's also you know. I also had to pause there. Yeah, for he was like, uh, "What is uh-huh, he gonna say?" Uh-huh. Is- he said, "Can I get one?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> requesting one. <laughs> this year's most disappointing NFL team will be Andy messages in Alabama. There we go. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Is, why is that a joke, though? I, I think it's a take I've seen all over the place. <laughs> I think we were talking about NFL teams. Yeah, though. we're talking NFL teams. Oh, Andy didn't get the assignment. I thought he, I thought <laughs> no, he was. Sure, it's a joke. It's why we played the rim shot. Yes. <laughs> Because he was a joke. He was joking. What was the joke here? That Alabama's an NFL yeah, team. I thought that's what he was alluding to. Like, I just thought that he just wanted to throw his take in there. The fact that the most disappointing football team this <laughs> season is going to be the Alabama Crimson Tide. I don't. Do you think that's what he? I, no, he was making a joke. That's why we did the rim shot. He, yeah. Andy, it was a joke. Andy, if you're out there, show yourself. <laughs> I, I thought you had a good take there. I'm with you. They're going to be disappointing. <laughs> but if if it would not have been a joke if we asked. Who is the most disappointing college football team going yeah. to be? And he said Alabama. I wouldn't have called for the rim shot. Yeah. The rim shot was specifically called for because we interpreted it as a joke. Right. Are you good? Uh, <laughs> everything understood over here. All right. Perfect. Uh, also understood is uh, why EDS air conditioning is so important. EDS is, yes, edsairconditioning.com. If your AC goes out in this stifling heat, you need assistance. You need it post-haste. You need EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. Important here. Important. If you have something after hours that takes place, the AC goes out, go to EDSairconditioning.com. Don't mess around with phones. Don't mess around with phone calls, any of that stuff. Just get it at EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. And they will handle it from there, okay? That is that is a very important piece of advice for you. Making appointment schedules around you. They've been doing it since 2006. Family-owned and operated. Servicing Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. It's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning. Uh, this actually, there are, there, are, there are people that pass away. And you don't know them. And yes, it's one of those oh, celebrity deaths. And I hear all the time, oh, why do people get so upset over celebrities when they pass away? Why are people so caught up in celebrities? Well, sometimes that celebrity was part of the fabric, a major part of the framework of your childhood. Mm-hmm. And one of those deaths, celebrity deaths, 
happened to me over the weekend. And that was the great, the legend, for my money, the greatest game show host in the history of the medium, Bob Barker, mm. passing away at the age of 99. Of course, the price is right is not the price is right without Bob Barker. Bob Barker passing over the weekend, that to me is right up there with some of the, like, just to give you an example, and this is still the weirdest one, but I had a very emotional, visceral reaction to the passing of Roger Ebert. Mm. I'll, never, I'll never quite understand why it happened the way it did, but Roger Ebert, especially growing up in Chicago, Siskel and Ebert, the movie critics, like that was always something that would be on in the evenings on local television in Chicago and something that was always there. You know, like it was always, oh, Siskel and Ebert, Siskel and Ebert, Roger Ebert, like a face you knew, mm. a comfort, you know? And and Bob Barker was absolutely that. If you could, could you regale me with um, with a uh, the, the wheel from The Price is Right, Stone? Could you just give me a little uh, a little of the, the wheel sound effect from The Price is Right? Because all of this stuff, it brings back great memories of being, of, of being sick and and having chicken noodle soup, mm. and then and then you you're you're watching the prices right, and it came on at 10 a.m. Central Time when I grew up in Chicago. Can I get a little wheel here, Stone? There we go. Trying for the dollar. Uh, if if somebody got something wrong, like just play through them, and I'll guess. I'll tell you what it is, because Stone, I don't think he was a big prices right guy. Nice, there's no way. I was a big price and right guy. I, I, he didn't even get the name right. It's, price and right. <laughs> it's where I I fell in love with 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 gambling. I think. <laughs> Like, you know, over, 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 it costs more. No, under, under, under. under. Yeah. Okay. I think okay. that it kind of sparked that all gateway. that. That was the gateway. Like, how do you not love this? That is nice. That's a nice theme song. Rod Roddy calling you down. Oh, you want a little bit of that? Yeah. There it is. That's after you get called down to play The Price is Right. Rod Roddy. CBS Studios. Yeah. I mean, it was it was always too when you were homesick. That was always the first show that would kick off an old day TV bonanza. So for me, I'm 39 years old, um, and and I grew up in the Chicago area. So for me, it was The Price Is Right. Then after that, it was Ricky Lake, the Ricky Lake Show. Mm, okay, one of my favorite. Then Jerry Springer. Right there in Chicago, my Chicago pride, Jerry Springer, right there. Hometown uh, hero. Hometown, that's right. Uh, and then you had uh, Small Wonder. That was the uh, the robot girl wow. uh, whose parents invented her. Uh, and and then it was TRL, Total Request Live. That was my – and then of a certain age, that's where you started watching the real world reruns on MTV mm. during the day as as well. So, But Bob Barker kicked all of that off. I loved uh, – the price is right. I still love it, even though Drew Carey's not the same. He's at least in there. You go. You got it right. You're gonna go. Uh, you're gonna go play your game now, uh, and maybe, maybe you're gonna win a car. Now that means you you guess something wrong in your quest to win a car mm. or win a furniture set. Uh, and so, I, I, I'm gonna miss the guy. He was immortal. Oh man. Uh, that's not a good sound, that's right? A, that's, that means you have lost no car for you. Nothing for <laughs> you. Go back and get ready to spin the wheel. Ooh. That is rough. 
I know. In, that's I didn't the watch greatest the you're show. a loser horn in game show history. Oh, it is, though. 100%. I didn't watch the show, but I knew what that meant. You didn't watch the show? I was not a price. You know what? The biggest Bob Barker um, influence I got as a kid. It's Happy Gilmore. Um, no. Greatest fight scene in movie history. <laughs> Where no. else are you going to go if it's not Happy Gilmore? It was, right. All right. So what else could this possibly be? The peak in, in the early 2000s, the peak of your your celebrity, the peak when you know you've made it is when you ended up in the Lil Wayne lyrics. And um, and Lil Wayne had this one song where he hit a, a line and said, Bob, Bob Barker? Yeah. Yep, yep. Bob Barker with the Phantom White because my price is right. And I, I didn't even really know who Bob Barker was. Okay, but I knew that bar was hard, and I think I guessed I I, I kind of used my context clues. But Bob Barker with the Phantom White, cause my price is right. I can't rap the rest of it because he goes on to talk about um some unsavory things. So at that um, point, that, you knew Bob Barker was valid. I knew Bob Barker. He was he was valid to me at that point. He made it into a Lil Wayne song. So for me, hundred percent, Bob Barker's the guy. I'm curious if you didn't watch Price is Right. I'm curious about <laughs> Theo's Home from Sick. TV viewing. When we come back, before we get to our dog bleep Monday, oh, you know, could you stone? Could you uh, play me the uh, the cliffhangers? They played a game called Cliffhangers. It was a little wooden, uh, little wooden guy dressed up like he's uh, from he's Dutch, and he he walks to the edge of a cliff and he stops if you guess within a certain price of whatever item they yeah. presented. So if you're off too many times, he's going to fall off the cliff and you're going to lose the game. Uh, but he yodeled every time he would move. This is from Cliffhangers. So, it's like $3.15, this item, but you guessed like $9.45, and the last thing you wanted to hear was extended yodeling like this, because that means this dude was headed towards the cliff, and as soon as he fell off, Bob Barker would cue cure the sad horn, and there it is, and you're done. <laughs> and you go back, and you get ready to spin the wheel and maybe get a dollar and salvage your time on the prices right. Oh God! I miss Bob Barker. We were, like uh, he, he's one of those guys. Like he was, he was one of the important influences on my childhood. I'm going to feel the same when Pat Sajak eventually passes. Mm. I'm going to feel the same when Mark Summers eventually passes because Double Dare is the greatest game show of all time. I thought you said the price. No, is Bob right Barker is. is the greatest game show host of oh. all time. Okay. Yeah. So you're There's different you're, levels. Okay. This. Double Double Dare though. I, I feel like I heard about that we're, one too. We gotta jump. Oh my god. We gotta. Yeah, that's terrible, Theo. We, we gotta jump to a break here. But I'm, Theo, so, I'm sorry. I didn't watch the, a lot of daytime TV. Theo, I wanted your take and and the influence that Rick Ebert had on you when you were growing Roger up. Roger Ebert, not Rick Ebert. <laughs> in his in this, his. You have the stage, Robert Ebert. You know what hey, do you mean, Roger. <laughs> I just went, I bared my heart to you, got vulnerable to tell you how much Roger Ebert meant to me growing up as a young Chicagoan, how sad I was, how emotional I was when he passed, and it caught me off guard because I didn't realize how much he meant to me, and you just disrespected his name and his legacy twice in the span of five seconds in front of me after I bared my soul to both of you. And he corrected you, and you still got it wrong in your attempt to put me out there on the ledge because you know I don't know who the hell Robert Ebert is. Roger! <laughs> Rest in peace to that man. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live. Rest in peace, Roger, on ESPN 106.3.